0: Schaefer. Schaefer, are you there? My dad said to me yesterday, he's looking up, he's looking up, see, he's looking at the paper and he goes, he goes, so we got this dirt bag, huh?
1: Night has fallen once again. On Austin, Texas, and the surrounding environs. Here on the back porch, at Matthew's house. The sun's gone down. The crickets are surprisingly, surprisingly well-behaved. Knock on something. Knock on wood. If you can find it, that they, uh, they stay chill and don't decide that they want to be a, They want suddenly want to be a part of this. Uh, you never know. Uh, here we find ourselves. In the midst of episode 134 of One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast, Spectacular. Tonight's going to be a classic episode uh, where we uh, we hit some of our favorite segments. Got your... Matthew, Ever have you ever wondered? Maybe if I can remember what that is. Uh, and uh, some reviews, talk about some stuff, maybe some minutiae. Certainly some poetry. But first, he is a friend of the Shoeless Piper. He is a Montserrat Mistaker and a Martinique Mistaker. He's the pride of Tarzana, California. It's Matthew Rampy.
0: I fly like podcasts, get high like Shay. If, if you catch me at the laptop and the red light is ablaze, we talk about stuff no one really cares, like that parody from the musical Hair. Some, 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 my podcast. Some, some, I download. <laughs> some, 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 my podcast. Little MIA. Big love it. Planes. Yeah. I love that song. I listen to. In preparation today, if there was a YouTube video that was just like hour long, paper planes, oh, and it was essentially someone had just looped paper planes, nice just for an hour <laughs> plus. That was interesting. Episode one thirty four. I believe it. it. I this this time, it just makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm not slack jawed yokel on this. I'm not just standing with my mouth agape. Um, yeah. in in utter disbelief that we're at this some number maybe it's because it's episode talked. 134 it it feels like it's as good as episode 137 yeah you know like we we're we're at a level we're probably it's a plateau you know when you're like learning stuff you always plateau yeah we're kind of in the 130s plateau area we where found it
1: we found a groove
0: don't it's we have very a smooth don't we have a uh, An episode title that sort of refers to that. A groove we found. Who who could remember all of our episode titles? There's 133 of them already. Titles. Yeah. Um, Did
1: you like the last last title? Fifty ways to leave your NFL
0: team. (laughs) (laughs) I did, and I have to say that uh, I don't know if I was. I knew we were going to talk to Alex about the Browns and and their continued woes, uh, but I, I don't think I was ready for the depths. Yeah, he took us. He really bared his soul. He took us on a lifelong um, journey. Shared with us. It it really was a look into the life of a Browns fan, you know, a, a peek into the soul of a Browns fan, I thought. Um, again, Alex, thanks for talking to us always and that guy's got to come see us for not pulling any punches oh yeah thanks for telling it like it is but i i was caught up in the podcast as i often am and I, i don't i i as i was listening back i was still sort of laughing and enjoying myself when it got very serious and i hope i gave it the respect that it deserved you know what I was laughing about? We were talking,
1: uh, actually, Adam got at us about uh, misheard song lyrics. Oh, uh-huh. And apparently he was one of the ones who thought that it was, don't go Justin Waterfalls. Jason
0: Waterfalls? Don't go
1: Jason Waterfalls. Oh, hmm. Like, it was. please come he back. Was one of those. Some guy named Jason Waterfalls. He's he was, like,
0: was one of those Jason Waterfalls guys. <laughs> and I
1: was astounded. I was like,
0: nobody could think that. Ah.
1: Uh but I, I started thinking about another of my misheard lyrics.
0: But do, you didn't think that Drift Away was Uncle Cracker, did you? No, no, okay, definitely yeah. not.
1: Uh a really fun one that Alex and I were uh talked about way back in the day. There's a song called Maybe it's called Daddy Frank. It's a Jenny Cash song. And it's and the lyrics go Daddy Frank played the guitar and the yam meow. meow. Sister played the ringing tambourine. Uh, Then Mama couldn't hear our pretty music. She read our lips and helped the family sing. Uh, That little band was all a part of living. And our only means of living at the time. Uh, And then it turns out Daddy Frank, the guitar player, was blind. Um, Uh uh, I... I have always thought that the line was that little band was called the Art of Living. Like oh. the band was called the Art. I was like, "Yeah, that's a really heavy name for a band." For like, but kind of a cool name too. For just like a home, the Art of family family band. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just their lives, but it's art. It made sense to me, but it was really weird. They're like
0: a conceptual art band. And I remember once I was
1: talking with Alex, and I was like. Man, you know that song, Danny Frank? It's really weird that the band's called The Art of Living. And Alex was like, Yeah, you know, that is weird. And then his girlfriend at the time was like, "Uh, No, guys. (laughs) That's not what the (laughs) (laughs) song is. She's saying, That's all a part of (laughs) living. So, yeah, really. uh, Thanks, Dr. Hall. uh, They mishearing song lyrics is just a gift that keeps on giving.
0: Well, and while I'm uh you know revising things past said, I I also upon re-listening or or listening to that episode felt like I didn't give Dr. Hall the uh, respect and appreciation that he deserved for bringing content to our doorstep. <laughs> I got I got a little caught up in And how that article was (laughs) having examples of song lyrics misheard that I wasn't sure had actually been misheard. But now we know that there's all these Jason Waterfalls peoples. Yeah, Uh, the the Jason Waterfalls guys are out there. Maybe that article was more well-researched than we were talking about. You know,
1: I still think, no, all those listicle things, they're all done with social media. It's like they sent out a tweet, people respond to it.
0: Is this the truck or the train?
1: that is the truck, I, my friend. Is it the truck? I see the flashing lights. Okay,
0: so... You see, he's driving real slow, too. Yeah.
1: Fuck
0: the
1: horn, bro. Yeah. Uh, also, from Dr. Hall, he finally cleared up... The movie was not a not an Clint Eastwood movie where they let the air out of the tires and drive the pickup on the... It's a George C. Scott movie called Flim Flam Man. Uh, which I remember seeing that movie like on late night television when I was a kid. It's a good movie.
0: The uh, Flim Flam Man. Yeah, okay. Go check it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm not familiar with that con artist, obviously. Sure, Flim Flam on the Jim Jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. But f- thanks for clearing that up because that was kind of yeah driving me nuts. And I and like if I had tried to go watch all the Clint Eastwood movies trying to find it, I never would have found it because it's not a Clint Eastwood. Movie.
0: It it, it seems like at some point we're going to have to give Dr. Grant Hall one of these um, honorary titles that we bestow on people. You know, he's been been coming through with content lately. He's putting in the work. Your dad always insists that I call him Grant. Yeah. Which, when I am a senior, I also will ask young people to call me by my first name, Mm -hmm. but. Also, I have such love and respect for him that I want to call him Doctor Hall every time. Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, working on it. When we're together, because he's asked me multiple times, when we're together, yeah. I call him Grant. But when he's not around, I I refer to I him think it's as Doctor Hall. Just
1: to call him Doctor Hall, like as a character on the show. You know, obviously, I would call him Dad. Oh, he's a character,
0: but uh on this show, you know? indeed, yes. On the uh-huh. show, it's good
1: to you know. For Nick, it's good to have multiple names. You know, I can say my dad or Dr.
0: Hall or You know, sure, sure. Like mandibles, like the predator. Yeah, you got. <laughs> and nobody has more <laughs> names than you do. Uh, in my mind, oh <laughs> man, feels like we're podcasting here. Where's the,
1: where is the robot? We're back in the, back in this, back on the microphone again. Alex would say, "Where
0: is the robot?" Um I feel like I've got I've got like a series of minutiae I've got like a little stream of consciousness Matthew's minutiae that I want to share with you. Sure. Don't look at the words on the show <laughs> sheet cuz <'cause laughs> okay. that's get they're it's this is going to get all mixed up. I cool. should do this those words are here but I should do this maybe in chronological order. First, okay. What first bag thing, first you want, thing huh? did you know I went to Lubbock?
1: I did, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and you got sick, right? Or somebody, got
0: I, sick.
1: I was, somebody gets sick every time we
0: we went off. to Lubbock on Wednesday, but on Monday morning I woke up and I could feel it in my post nasal cavity, You're a little you, know, <clears throat> you know, back there. And then wow, I was just, like, you just really
1: triggered some people up there. Like, I was like, <laughs> you know what
0: I'm going to do. I'm going to muster my chi and I'm going to beat this thing. Yeah. I'm going to rest tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to take it. I'm I'm dosing on emergency and zinc and airborne and good for you. You know, I'm, uh, I'm baby stepping. I'm putting in the work to, to not get sick. Yeah. Right. And on Tuesday, I'm feeling a little better. I'm still working. I'm feeling a little better, but the, but it's moving down the tract. You know Uh what I mean? (laughs) Listenership. I'm, 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 I'm putting my hand near my temple but then I'm moving it down into the throat. You know what I'm talking about. You know where it's headed, too. It's going right down here into the lungs. Uh, and on Tuesday, I was like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm cycling through this thing. And then we get up and go to Lubbock on Wednesday. And I'm feeling okay. But the the symptoms are progressive. But Lubbock will just... First thing, we live in a subtropical climate here. And that is like a high desert Arid F your sinus cavities kind of place. Anyway. And yes, every time we go to Lubbock, somebody gets sick. Usually it's one of the kids. So I guess I'm glad it was me, although it made the visit less enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Um I was definitely like coughing up green stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Also, there's a thing going on where we've we've taken off the masks. And then we had two years of kind of isolating, you know? Yeah. And so like normal things that would be circulating, they're hitting, they've had time to mutate and you haven't had them. And so you're getting a little colds, a little, you know, this and nah. that. I'm seeing it with the kids. We, you know, we went for two years and the kids didn't have the sniffles or the cough. It was amazing. And, but, and now it's, they've both, they were both sick. We had like about, anyway, got sick, but was Glad to visit Lubbock and Lubbock is such a strange place, man. It is, there's this vibe there that's like isolationist. People move there because they want to be away from people. Yeah. It's far away from other civilization. You can buy a house on a big lot and you can be away from, you don't have to really interact with people too much, love. And the way it's moving south these houses that like I, I'm driving with Jay and I'm going, is that a single family home there? <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable. Very just a weird, weird place. And uh, but anyway, checked that box off. It was good to see the fam. It was good to see Jay. Uh, it, you know how when it rains, it pours. Mm hmm. I I got you see this my cap that I'm wearing I got a nice I like trucker caps with the mesh back mm-hmm. with just some random thing up Jay gave me this Seiko it's a watch company yeah, yeah we had a family friend Joe Williams Joe and Donna Williams when I was a kid was friends with my parents and he was a Seiko salesman he was like the Lubbock district Seiko guy. And so I, I don't know a special place in my heart for that brand. Okay. I know it's like a fancy watch brand. I don't even wear a watch. Jay thought it was funny that I'm I'm like wearing this cap <laughs> and fanboys will be like, where's your watch? I don't, I don't even have, I, I haven't worn a watch in like 25 yeah, years. Uh, wait, now, now it's on their It's on your phone. It's on your computer. Yeah. It's in Plenty your car. Call- you, know, you don't time, need a yeah. watch. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's like man jewelry. And then we come back to town and before we left town. um, Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Let me finish about the caps. Okay. Sometimes you don't have enough caps. I remember one day about five or six years ago, I needed a new cap and I went to the store. I went to like the golf shop and I went to some other store and I couldn't find a, a lid that I wanted to wear. That same day I went to Manisha's house and that uh, Waller Creek pub house cap was sitting there. Mm-hmm. And I just put it on and Manisha was like, oh, Schaefer brought that, and that. Yeah, you can wear it. That was a day that like a lid found me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just lately, like I, it's raining caps in my life. Uh, I, Hallelujah. I, yeah. I got a cap from Amanda had brought a cap from... Oregon that nobody wanted. It was also at Manisha's house, just sitting on the same coffee table. And I was like, "Oh, this is me." She was like, "Oh, you can have that. I don't think anybody's gonna wear it." And then I got this cap. Jay gave me another cap, and the, and and one of our one of our suppliers gave me a cap. So anyway, I'm flush with cap. I feel like the richest man on earth. Yeah, because I have as many mesh back trucker caps as I can handle. And I used to, when I was a kid, I hated this style. I thought it was the lamest style. And now it's the only style I want to wear. I don't know. It's weird how things turn out like that. The universe is really coming through for you. Yeah. Also coming through with me, the universe is our little league team, the Cardinals. Uh, before spring break, the love trip, we we had played a couple of preseason games. But since we've been back, we're three and zero on the season. Congratulations. And we got a night game against the Brewers tomorrow. Oh. So uh we and we tied the Brewers in the preseason. So mm. very exciting. Um This is so, Griffin's squad or Isabel's uh, squad? This is Griffin's squad, yes. I, I'm coaching the Cardinals, mm. assistant coaching. Um I- Isabel's team, the Red Hots, um Isabel signed up for softball after I had already agreed to coach Griffin's team, and I was just like, I I can't do both. Yeah, there are a lot of overlapping things. The other night, we were at the comp. It's all at the same complex, but Mm. Isabel had practiced and Griffin was. We we were playing the uh, Royals on the Kansas City Royals on. That's a traditional baseball rivalry, right? The the Cards and the Royals. Probably. I don't see. I don't know from baseball. Mm. It's all it's all news to me. Um, but I am having a ton of fun. That's great. Assistant coaching Little League, Northwest Little League. Yeah. Um, it helps that our team is really strong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our our coach is rough. Are
1: you going to be able to handle it? Our guys, head coach is rough. You guys at, get out?
0: <laughs> I I'll, I'll handle it okay. I don't know if the kid like the kids are they get used to winning, and then yeah. it'll it'll be terrible if we start losing. I, know, I was never okay. on any
1: winning team when I was a kid. I um, never on a winning soccer team. Never on a winning basketball team. Never on a winning football team. My
0: soccer team were kind of the lo- lovable losers, but but it was a fun team because it was coached by this madman who had gone to high school with my dad, Robin Corellis. And yeah, he was wild. <laughs> That's why I liked tennis so much because I could
1: occasionally win, and at least then it was like you know it was all me, you know. Yeah, I, I did when well, I, win
0: or lose. It was it was all my 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 own. I did well in my wrestling career, so yeah, I, yeah it is. It's different when you're succeeding in an individual sport. I think yeah. a team sport is kind of luck of the draw. Yeah. Um, but more fun because you have people to
1: celebrate with.
0: Yeah, but some of those people owe you money. And... <laughs> that's Matthew minutia. That's Matthew's minutia for tonight. <laughs> I'm interested in this. Wait, uh, in this next thing. Wait,
1: we missed something there.
0: I was just going to sort of move it down, but no, we can talk about that. Um, Wait, this, this comment, I think should go after this discussion right here. Because this is more about like what's happening in the world. I, this, I'm sorry. (laughs) Man, I used to be so good with computers. You're doing fine. Um, so another little not fine. <laughs> another <laughs> little aspect of evolution tonight would be, you um, remember when I was talking about the magnet school thing and Isabel? Uh huh. Yeah. And friends. Um, just recently, Isabel had like an incident at school where she was rejected from her friend group. Oh no. Her and another friend are the big personalities in the class, and they had worked in. Uh, they had worked as a team. They had coexisted, you know, for all, this whole school year, and. But something about the masks being taken off changed the dynamic somehow. Wow! I, I can't. I talked to we talked to her teacher about it in, at length, and she thinks that's. A, uh, related as well, but interesting. um, I don't know. You know, fifth grade girls and and things. I mean, can I can't turn imagine. on a dime, yeah. and suddenly all you're everybody's friends, and some little thing happens, and you get outcast. Well, Isabel got outcast to the point where there was a there was a lunch table session where the other big personality in the class said, "Raise your hand if you want to be Isabel's friend anymore." In this group and nobody raised their hands. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that is. And I don't know. It's when you're a parent, you like re-experience things that maybe some similar things happened to you when you were a kid. I, I remember a group in elementary school that I got rejected from. It was um well, I'll name names. It was it was uh Bodie Nowak and Craig Shires and Jamie Forrest and then then there was me. Ramsey Barker was also in the grade. And and our teacher left halfway through the year, Miss Gray. And I loved her so much and I cried my eyes out in class. And I got I got outcast of being a crybaby cuz I cried in class. Um <laughs> Sucks. yeah, yeah, it was tough. So I know what she's going through, you know. And it's just weird to like have experiences again through your child you know
1: anyway that all worked out i wish we could stop down so i could say something about those people you just named but i guess i just won't
0: guys save it for i'm sorry that happened to you i'm sorry that happened to
1: isabel like it really breaks my heart that the world can be such a shitty place
0: no 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 that's it's that really is part of the world like interpersonal dynamics are so mysterious and
1: you I know hope that, I, 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 I hope she has a strong enough personality to realize that this is just a good sign that she should not be hanging out with those shitty people I, <laughs> she's she's
0: coming through it pretty strong and there was a big blow up last week and then we spoke to the teacher over the weekend they the other family spoke to the teacher Isabel arrived at school with um head held high Head held high and apology letters. Like, oh. She, you know, I, I, okay. So th- you know that friend did that, but Isabel will bite back, and and her teeth are sharper. Is was was her teacher's comment, and so it will, you know she can be very biting as well, big time. Um, Isabel arrived with apology notes. the uh, the bi- The big personality made a speech to the class about it. Oh, I I lost a friend because I excluded them, and it was like a whole learning lesson for everybody. It seems like she's. I, there was a moment there where I was like, "How are we going to even finish the school year now?" Yeah. You know? But anyway, it all worked out. It, the, the, I guess the, it always does. Right? The, the world, the the world is kind of feels like really on edge right now in a way, right? Gosh. Am, yeah, am, am I right? Like there are a lot of examples. Of that. There's one on the show sheet.
1: And gosh, you know, like public school is just such a vicious, like.
0: Well, I don't. Know, I don't think. I don't think public school
1: encapsulates kind of it. Like, school in general, like, Um
0: yeah, having k- kids,
1: children figuring stuff out together, and you know, not really knowing what they're doing.
0: It's a good reminder that humans are just animals, yeah. you know. And there's a thin, thin veneer of civilization between, and
1: that people have to learn how to be around each other. You know, you that do. The, you know, learn the you things told, to do and the things not to do, and totally, and why you know what benefits you know that your various behaviors bring, what uh, what problems your behaviors can. Uh, create
0: mm-hmm. and you know, it's so much of school is just figuring all that, yeah, stuff that's out. the How most look, important education out to work you get. With people. Yeah. yeah,
1: being around people who aren't your family and yeah, your best friends or whatever, or your friend down the street. I've chosen just to love everybody that's as a, as a child of God, it's the most oh. logical conclusion. You know, it makes it easy. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. When people takes a lot of effort. Yeah. When you, when you're like spending all your time judging people and stuff and just, if you just kind of cut through that and be like, you know what? You're somebody just like me having a human experience and it's hard. It's the same as like, for me, I've come across this a lot with
1: music. It's like, you can think that your music is the best music and that you've got good taste. And that, you know, that your music is cool and other music is not cool. But if you just like all music, then whatever music's playing is always good. You just, like, you are always having a good time. You're always, you know, living it. Figuring out, you know, hearing a new perspective or something, you know? Yeah. If you like everybody, then you have vastly more friends around, <laughs> you know? There's, yeah. There's, um, there's you're, uh, you I your network becomes out, your options become more, your life becomes better, you know, you become more likely to succeed. There's like all sorts of benefits to it, you know? Yeah. Even just pragmatically speaking, you know, forget about, you know, that it's 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 good for the universe to, you know, bring happiness to other people's lives. It's also just good for you in the long run. Uh,
0: yeah, like I say, pragmatically speaking. One magical hour, bringing you pragmatic (laughs) perspectives. (laughs) Usually. I don't know. I feel like you you put this on the show sheet, and we should obviously talk about this, because this is the, to me, this is the only thing in the news, of course, besides the war crimes happening in Ukraine, perpetrated by Putin and the oligarchs.
1: Yeah. War in Ukraine. God, free Daniels, man. And... Will Smith is a nutbag.
0: The, the poor people of Mariupol. Okay, will so you've you've led into it with Will Smith is <laughs> a nutbag, which I I, I want to just talk about this with a nuanced perspective. Yeah, right. Like Will Smith is also a somebody having a human experience. Yeah. No. Um, I, I'm no stranger to losing my temper. You know, yeah, and it's like it it doesn't this is also back to like a good reminder that we are just animals. It doesn't matter how much money you make, how famous you are, how well respected you are perceived you're you're just a person, and you can totally lose your goddamn mind, yeah like at any <laughs> <laughs> at any at any turn, I mean, can,
1: especially on a nate is emotional as you know winning the biggest I guess, award of your life
0: honestly man i'm i'm still trying to process it yeah, uh uh five, 4 or 5 days later um i i didn't i didn't find out about it till monday so i've only had 4 days of processing and uh i, I would say i'm a will smith fan
1: i am too i'm
0: a, a chris rock fan I, I'm um, sure
1: Jada Pinkett is a lovely person too. You know, it's like, yeah, absolutely. I just,
0: everybody's on edge, man. Yeah, just
1: like some of the people have had, have some really dramatic perspectives on this issue. Uh,
0: I honestly, I don't have any dramatic perspectives on it. Good. I don't, um, you know, like ultimately, um, I'm I'm, kinda I'm like, st- if you st- were mentioning
1: the Ukraine. It's really not that big of a deal. The Ukraine? No, this, Will Smith. <laughs> oh, oh, the slap. Slapping Chris Rock.
0: You're right. It's that's just right. because
1: it was on such a crazy stage. It was on a big stage. It was on a, you know, it was, you know, in a night that's normally, you know, fairly peaceful. and
0: It's a little mind-bending. It's pretty wild, yeah. And there are a lot of different aspects of it to parse. So that's where I like I keep waffling between there's, like is
1: this a big deal? Yes, this is a big there, deal. There's, no, it's not really that big of a deal. There's
0: race in America, there's alopecia, there's comedy and what those limits are. Uh, um <laughs> you know,
1: I, you know, there's an article just people
0: losing their temper. That's problematic and seems to be happening more often.
1: I read an interesting editorial in the New York Times, it was basically like should we, you know, the common or one one common perspective is we shouldn't be so uptight about stuff, you know, you should let things slide. But then there's another there's another perspective on that, and that's like we shouldn't let things slide. You know, like like letting things slide is how things like the you know the Me Too you know Me Too movement happen, you know, like not being uptight about things. No. If there's a wrong, you should point it out and call it out. Whether that somebody saying something wrong or somebody doing something wrong, you know.
0: So then there's the perspective of the beauty of a man standing up for his woman. Yeah. As outlined by Tiffany Haddish.
1: But then, you know, you look at like there were about 100 people in that room that night that had jokes made at their expense. And they knew that the people it was, on stage like to make jokes. It's, you know, it's
0: actually part like, of the show. Like
1: the jokes that, and granted, it was two black women making the jokes about Samuel L. Jackson. And they were like Samuel L. Jackson, and and then like they were like he should have won for like, and it, basically the joke was Samuel L. Jackson curses a lot, mm. um, and That's it was like true. remember when he was in that movie like. Bitch, better have my money or something, you know. And then it was like, oh, remember when he was at a movie? Oh, you know, I'm a sorry mofo. And, you know, and it was like really like, like definitely if a white person had said it, it would have been like, no, that's not okay, you know. Which, I mean, that's that's beyond me, whether or not. But but my point is Samuel Jackson laughed. Everybody in the room laughed, you know. Yeah. And it was just like, the joke was Samuel Jackson's got a potty mouth, basically. Um, but also, like you know, so yeah, I mean th- that's another you know thing. Like
0: also, it wasn't well, it wasn't somebody who was directly offended by a joke, right? It was a relationship chivalrous thing, a relationship which we which has publicly been tested. In the last few years, yeah, there there are really just so many aspects to this. Yeah, but but really, the one that just when you peel back the
1: like polyamory layer,
0: the one that gets me the most is still, I think, how well respected Will Smith is, how squeaky clean he is. He he is not anybody that you would associate with any kind of assault. Crime or you know anything? He's he's almost he's perfect. Like yeah, he, I don't know it for it to be him. That makes it was If it, was, if it was Harvey for... Keitel, if it was a guy who played bad guys, yeah. yeah, you know that you'd seen. And but you know he's not. I don't know. It it really is. It's it's a mind bending.
1: Samuel L. Jackson, it's first mind. First of all, that'd be scary as shit. <laughs> right. If Samuel Jackson right. comes like
0: some me. bad mofo. But it's Will, Big Willie, Big Willie style.
1: Uh, Calvin, uh, you know the uh, who runs the kitchen there. uh front page came, told me today. You know, apparently, like backstage, Chris Rock cracked another joke. Did you hear that? No. He's like, "Yeah, I've been punched by Muhammad Ali. It was no big deal." <laughs> 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 I forgot that Will Smith played Muhammad Ali. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny. Funny. He's like, yeah, Muhammad Ali hit me. Yeah, you didn't have much.
0: <laughs> I mean, I kind of think the winner here is Chris Rock.
1: I'm definitely glad that you're still making jokes, you know. I would hate it if we decided we all needed to stop making and jokes. And he
0: handled it so well on stage. And, yeah. Um, yeah, the, yeah, you just got, you got to laugh at yourself. But, yeah. What? Where's the? I mean, isn't hasn't it always been a question in comedy of where's the line?
1: Exactly. Yeah, and it's you know it's up to each person to draw that line.
0: But hasn't it always been a tradition in comedy to not assault a comic? Right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) To understand that the comics are being comics, and even if a comic
0: goes over a line,
1: yeah, and it shouldn't. It does.
0: It doesn't move into the category of like invading your neighbor because you don't want. NATO to be on your border
1: I mean, yeah, unless they're like you know, drunk Michael Richards shot in the N word at his audience or something. There's,
0: who's had a bigger week. Uh,
1: lines that have been crossed. Will or Putin? Uh, speaking. Yeah, well, Putin. Who's had the a t- who's had a t-
0: who's had a tougher week? Will or Putin? They're definitely. They may be the two losers of the week this week, March thirty first, two thousand and twenty two.
1: Uh so this article I found was Oh yeah Stun other stunning live TV moments. Oh uh huh and uh you know like that Janet Jackson Super Bowl thing, I think that's a non story. Is it? I think it is. Yeah. I'm still
0: baffled by this.
1: It's so dumb. Like it's it's obviously a publicity stunt. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh and it was it was a maybe a publicity stunt that, they didn't pull off quite correctly, um because you know, yeah, she was wearing like a pasty over there, you know, like okay, he like and uh, like so. it's really funny to call that like a wardrobe malfunction, like That's obviously absurd. It like he went over and ripped half of her brazier off, yeah, and it was obviously tear away too, right because it know. was just the cup,
0: right, okay.
1: So the whole thing is like to me that's a non-story. So go go
0: ahead and move on. I, re- on I remember where I was when that happened. I mean, <laughs> oh my Kanye. again, my that that this a is a cringy. Oh
1: thing. man, Kanye this, getting up to <laughs>
0: this was you got to watch the rest of that documentary. This was the <laughs> one of the starts of like Kanye's not okay. Oh, that was the beginning of the. Yeah, uh, oh, sad. She, Taylor Swift was nineteen at the time. She handled it very well. Kanye went on stage at the MTV Video Music Awards while Taylor Swift was accepting her award. And he was like, Taylor, I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had a really good album, too. One of the best videos of all time, he said.
1: Yeah. Which, okay. You know, yeah. You can definitely argue that...
0: Okay, but this, and this was cringeworthy and embarrassing, but no crime was committed. You know, this, That was the other aspect of the slap, is that yep. some think that an assault occurred right. and should have been dealt with, as most assaults do. I saw a news
1: story, too, that said that apparently, like, Oscar security tried to remove, yeah. and he was like, no, nah, I'm not going yeah.
0: anywhere.
1: Which, apparently, that's what you can do if you're... A super celebrity, it's which just is be like, which no. is the
0: triumph of capitalism. <laughs> rules don't apply. To it's me, the so. it's the promise that we that's out there for everyone that if you make enough money, the rules don't apply to you. Which I you know I support because you know if you don't, <laughs> <laughs> I just
1: I'm thinking I've just listened to this podcast about the Cajun fiddler Doug Kershaw. I just with that uh, with that tailored Swift. Kanye West thing like you know I'm talking about who had the best video I'd love to have like an 80 year old Cajun man standing there and be like "Whoa, this is what I think the best video was you know because obviously everybody has a different opinion yeah. on what the best video is yeah. so like rudely take the microphone out of a teenage girl's hand is a silly thing to do yeah um
0: <laughs> so now what's this one Oops, that was wrong the, envelope. Okay, I'm not. They, uh, that
1: was when they gave the best picture to the wrong person. Ooh, now that that is an astounding TV moment. Okay,
0: like that's Warren Beatty.
1: Fortunately, yeah, like the La La Land people were gracious enough to be like, "Oh, no, you're right. Sorry, we didn't win it. Here you go." You know what happened right yeah they were given best
0: picture oh oh and, and they then they, had to to go go they were like wait okay. sorry we got
1: it wrong this yeah. was actually supposed to go to moonlight so the la la land people had to be like okay here's the statuette back we'll go sit down wow because <laughs> good luck
0: <guys>. wow. <laughs> you know? that is well i haven't seen la la land but moonlight's is a solid movie they're both excellent okay
1: but one of them yeah Two minutes of celebrating on the stage. Oh man! <laughs> Oof. Like... Wow. Uh, and being like, "No, no, wait!"
0: Holy moly! That's terrible. Uh, oh, oh, Sinead O'Connor ripped. I love uh, this picture photo of, A picture of, like, of the Pontiff.
1: Christ- well, because this, so this is after you know, Sinead O'Connor on Saturday Night Live tore the picture of the Pope in half, saying, "Fight the real enemy." Which you know,
0: did you say Sinead O'Connor?
1: Sinead. Maybe I said Sinead. I don't know. <laughs> Sinead, I know how to pronounce it. Okay. Sinead O'Connor on Saturday Night Live. Uh-huh. Tore the picture of the Pope in that which kind like Irish people have some legitimate beefs with the Roman Catholic Church, you know. There's a lot of abuse at their hands. Yeah. You know. Uh, but people didn't think it was cool or whatever that she did that. Uh so then this was a few weeks later. This was a Willie Nelson's birthday party in New York, she got booed off the stage, and fortunately, um, Chris Christopherson was standing there. Oh no, Bob Dylan's anniversary show, uh, and she got booed off the stage at Madison Square Garden for Chris Christopherson. Like to have, if that ha- if that should happen to you. Um, To have Chris Christopherson there, I think, is just like... I just love this photograph. Uh, one well, imagination... Chris Christopherson
0: is is uh, comforting her. Yeah, this
1: she... is a photograph of Chris Christopherson whispering to Sinead O'Connor, like, keep your head up. This is something that happens, you know.
0: I'd like to read this quote by Sinead, where she says, looking back years later, O'Connor wrote in her memoir... <clears throat> I feel like having a number one record derailed my career, and tearing the photo put me back on the right track. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You go, girl. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> She's awesome.
1: I didn't okay, know about here's your this. boy Bob
0: Soy Bomb. Soy Bomb is the the headline. Some
1: they hired this group of backup dancers, uh, or just these people to be in the background of a of a Bob Dylan performance at the Grammy Awards and one of them happened to be a performance artist who decided that he was like it was too good of a too good of a moment to pass up so he like <laughs> he wrote soy bomb S O Y B O M B on his chest and took his shirt off while he was back there during the Grammys dancing behind Bob Dylan and like did this by bo- these bodily contortions and then I uh, was removed by security.
0: <laughs> Hilarious.
1: <laughs> and then I'm not sure. I, I, I can remember this one. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey Miss Universe. Universe? <laughs> oh, it's just another one where they got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Steve Harvey got it wrong. Miss Philippines was actually the winner. Hmm. Harvey owned up to his mistake, which made for excruciating television. And I like that the last one is someone streaking at the Oscars. Streaking, or running naked in public, was a thing in 1974.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ray Stevens. That, that Ray Stevens song, The Streak, was the number one song of the year.
0: Yeah, it was a big song. <laughs> <clears throat> so somebody streaked at at what? The Oscars. At the Oscars. That's David
1: Niven, I think. Uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. I'm glad that they closed with that one. It's like a little palate cleanser. So
0: then I guess. Through all I, that intensity, I guess people. my last. People I less, running around
1: naked. Yeah. Having done the occasional bit of streaking in my day. I, oh, yeah. I, oh, yes, yeah, you I, have. I look fondly <laughs> sure. look fondly upon the streakers
0: sure. of the world. Um, I've I, I got to say, like. That makes me question whether. So then there's this other aspect of that whole thing we talked about—the slap. Mm. Could it possibly have it been? all been a
1: show? Yeah,
0: yeah. Because we start and we started this article with you saying Janet Jackson and and JT was, was definitely just to,
1: just to put on, yeah. Uh, I just I don't think it was. It didn't. <laughs> it doesn't.
0: It's when you didn't see, read that way to me. When you see Will's face when he sits back down and he's yelling at Chris, yeah. it, it doesn't.
1: And feel, then later that doesn't on when he's staged. crying, like he went on a real emotional journey. I haven't know? watched that part. Yeah, I when mean, he, I saw
0: just a clip of it
1: when he receives the. Uh huh. You know, he won the won best actor. She's like that. When should he, be you know the most when amazing. He makes it all back about him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it. Th- yeah, yes. This should have been the, the best, the best week of his, career, of his life, you know. And 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 unfortunately, it's very In up the and... headlines, he's at the level of Putin. I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm I'm questioning whether him or Vladimir Putin had had a worse week. So yeah, bananas. Bananas. I I hope that um.
1: I was about to say that we ter- should skip this section, but, but we didn't.
0: Was- in terms of well. I just feel. I, like I wanted to talk about it just because we were talking about how intense things were in the world, and yeah. I, I, my last comment about all that is Austin drivers. <laughs> okay. Like Austin has always been a place of aggressive driving.
1: Yeah, you know what I say about Austin driving, right? Like uh, in Houston, I would drive around Houston. I would hmm. get on the freeway there at Houston. Every single person would be driving twenty miles an hour over the speed limit, uh-huh. and I would always feel one hundred percent safe. Yeah, in Austin, I get on the freeway. Everybody's driving twenty miles an hour under the speed limit, and I constantly feel like I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. I was,
0: Lately, there, I I just see a ton of hot shots on the road. Too. I don't know. Like,
1: I always attribute it to you know just a lot of people in this town are stoned, right?
0: Yeah, like, everybody's stoned. Sure. Also,
1: the freeways are laid out. By a total fucking
0: madman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The streets are poorly laid out, for sure. Like, the topography makes it difficult from the beginning. Uh, <clears throat> but, um yeah. Uh, listen, everybody, whether you live in Austin or not, drive defensively.
1: I don't know if... Let's yeah.
0: just take care of each other. Let, let's just arrive alive. I don't know if Austin
1: drivers are at fault or if it's just...
0: I'm going to... Austin com- itself. <clears throat> well... <laughs> <clears throat> What's the difference? Like Austin's the populated with drivers. Well, all yeah. oh, right, oh right, oh the streets. So, um I've been in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and the vibe is different there. I would it. feel like it's more we, relaxed, right? It's way more relaxed. Everybody stops. There's a the lot Austrians. of there's a lot of sixty mile an hour speed limits, and everybody's fine with that. Nobody is. There's this weird unwritten rule around here of that if I get right up your butt, you're gonna go faster. Mm. No, no, everybody just calm down. Yeah, just on the way to the uh, baseball practice tonight uh, on Burnet Road. Just I, somebody's just right behind. Right, let you me know. just get as close to you as possible so that you, who are going the speed limit or more, need to go fast. Uh, I, you know,
1: as somebody who's just been hit. Yeah. If you just make sure that there's plenty of distance between you and the cars around you, and you don't drive too fast where you can't stop, then nobody would ever hit anyone. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: It would never happen. So, (laughs) everybody relax.
0: Everybody relax. (laughs) Everybody, we love you. (laughs) We appreciate you listening to One Magical Hour. That we do. Thanks for listening, as rave. I feel like, <laughs> I
1: feel like we got a little ravey tonight. But uh, uh, sometimes you gotta get you gotta get that shit out of you. You not want like don't want
0: to like, like festering. My inside. original <laughs> vlog was Rampy's Rants, and yep. this is just an extension of it. Thank you for joining me on this space, Shafi. Yeah,
1: I don't. I, at this point, it's gotten to where like I don't know what I would do without this
0: podcast. Well, I don't know what you would do either. <laughs> so we'll just keep making it. Um part comedy, part
1: therapy, a little of everything.
0: Yeah. Do we have a poem?
1: Uh do we need a poem? We don't necessarily we don't always need a poem, I
0: guess. <laughs> Let me just and that's that's the worst thing a poet can say. I
1: uh I, I did that.
0: I tried to read a poem by Sam Amadon last week
1: and uh I think I ended up just grabbing a partial thing. So I found on poets.org I found a poem by him. So this is I know for sure this is the entire poem.
0: They got an org for everything these days.
1: It's called uh It's called Without Discussion, which we uh That
0: is not for this show. <laughs> we wouldn't know anything about that.
1: Without Discussion. What people said, what left the table dark. None stayed inside the house nor close around. Each direction, its direction bound. Like when you leave the arcing thing to arc. Like papers gather papers in the park. We note the wind is what it can't hold the, is what can't hold the ground while hearing transfer stations fill with sound. And let the city alter a remark a little further from explaining what was meant. A creek again. Or just a creak right then, like leaning forward on the cart. A structure falls to stay its every strut. I'd like to speak. I said, I'd like to speak. And someone sighs. They broke the silent part.
0: Oh, I like that. A creak again, or just a creak right then. (laughs) It's
1: a really good poem.
0: Yeah. uh, I'm glad we didn't skip it.
1: Sam Aminon is a very intense young man. We should get him
0: on here sometime. Oh, you know that guy? Yeah. (laughs) There's like a fine line between like classic, (laughs) classical poet or somebody you know. (laughs) You could could tell some stories. I remember
1: at a a Columbia poet's party, I I set his crotch on fire with some Sambuca.
0: Oh, (laughs) very good.
1: I wasn't invited to any more Columbia no, parties. No, really, it's, sho- it's shocking.
0: <laughs> it's not like you slapped the host.
1: <laughs> not that time.
0: <laughs> uh, One magical listener, we love you.
1: And uh, and Will Smith knows better than anybody: the poorer the choices,
0: sweeter the wine.